No, listen, listen. I want to say that I am sorry for being caught out, for being corrupt. I, the, the last thing I wanted was for it to be revealed that I am not, in fact, a speaker who is impartial, but I am just as partial and just as corrupt in favour of the Labour Party as was my predecessor, John Burkle. And I want to make it clear that I am sorry that everyone has realised that I'm corrupt and it may mean that I have to lose my extremely well-paid job. Hello, 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 and welcome to this edition of The Jolly Heretic. Now, if you're not British, you may not know about this, but there is chaos at the moment in the British Parliament because it has been revealed that the Speaker, who is supposed to be poli completely politically impartial, um, is in fact not that surprisingly, highly partial towards his own party, the Labour Party. And as you would expect me to say, but I mean, it really is true, um, this corruption, this increasing corruption in British politics can ultimately be basically explicable in terms of issues such as intelligence and, and related issues. And that's what I want to explore today. But before I do that, if you're new, please remember to subscribe. It helps me most violently if you do that. Subscribe here and just as importantly, subscribe over on my Substack, jollyheretic.com where you will get all of the spiciest content that I can't put on YouTube, where you will get uh, in-person videos, where you will get vlogs, where you will get updates of all kinds, um, and where you can, of course, support my uh, stuff, my, 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 show, my stuff, for as little as the price of a pint of beer a month. So go over there, subscribe, and preferably become a paid subscriber. Right, back to the video. So what's going on in British politics? Well, there was a debate, uh, an a, a, a opposition day debate, where uh, the opposition party, in this case the Scottish National Party, were able to put, uh, to, to put forward a motion to be voted on by members of Parliament. The motion they wanted to put forward was that the war in Gaza basically, you know, should, should, should end or whatever, that there should be a ceasefire, or that, that, that basically a pro-Palestinian motion. This being put forward, members, all members would have to vote on it and it, how they voted would be public. This would mean that Labour members would have to vote on it and how they voted would be public. This is a problem because a lot of Labour members represent poor areas of the country where there are high numbers of Muslims. And if they, uh, if they voted uh, to continue with the war, uh, which is basically, you know, sort of like it's, it's, that's the policy of Labour, that's, then, of course, um, they would lose the support of uh, those Muslims at the next general election and they would be in trouble. Uh, but if they voted to stop the war, then they would uh, lose the support of various other groups within, within their, perhaps in their constituency or various influential uh, uh, donors or whatever. And so they would be in trouble as well. And so Lindsay Hoyle, who was, is the independent speaker, but is, was formerly a Labour MP, intervened to stop that vote from happening uh, or to interfere with that vote and therefore to ensure that the Labour members did not have to vote on that issue. So that's what happened. That's corruption. That's corruption. And this was particularly shocking because Parliament is, is it's almost semi-taboo, but Parliament, Parliament has kind of admitted that there was a long period under John Burko where he was manifestly corrupt. He was, though he was a Conservative MP, he had a, a <coughs> he had a kind of Damascene conversion, essentially started supporting the Labour Party, was elected with the support of Labour MPs. His wife was a member of the Labour Party. He was utterly anti-Brexit and he was clearly extraordinarily biased in favour of the Labour Party and extraordinarily biased against Brexit and upended all kinds of procedures and just undermined everyone's confidence in the independence of the Speaker. 
and the Speaker before that, uh, Michael Martin, uh, had to go. He lost the confidence of the House because there was an expenses scandal in which it was revealed that almost all MPs basically were corrupt and were fiddling a system which was allowing them to supplement their salaries by claiming for expenses in complicated ways on second homes and so forth. And he, rather than, uh, he oversaw that whole thing, which 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 then you know humiliated Parliament and humiliated lots and lots of MPs who, who thought that they were uh, in private um, uh, fiddling the system and then it was, it was all revealed. And rather than try and deal with it, he wanted to work out who would leak the information and to punish them, which made things even worse. He basically wanted to keep Parliament corrupt. Um, and so he had to go as well. He lost the confidence of the House. So we have now three speakers in a row that have that have lost the confidence of the House for not being for, for, for being basically by the pro-corruption or being um, being not being partial to the Labour Party. Now, I would argue that what ultimately underpins this sort of thing and this change is, to some extent, intelligence changes. We know that we are losing uh, one point of IQ per generation or something along those lines, per 10 years, um, and or something along those lines. And uh, what that means is that we get lower and lower and lower in trust because people that have uh, high intelligence, they are able to notice little, you know, perceive the details of people and work them out and understand them and comprehend how they think and that kind of thing. Um, uh, putting a personality aside, which is a separate issue, you know, that controlled for, um, and therefore they are, are less likely to be conned. And so it pays to trust people because you can make alliances and you can, you can develop things and whatever. So it pays to trust people. Um, if you are low in intelligence, then you will be less able to perceive these things and you'll be more likely to be conned. And so it's better to trust nobody. Now, democracy is uh, contingent on an optimum level of trust. Uh, too high trust, and you don't, you don't question your leaders, you just believe everything they say, and so democracy doesn't work. But too low trust, and you don't trust the other side. You, you think the other side will come in and try and destroy you. And you'll be right to think that because the other side will fundamentally distrust you and they may well come in um, and try to destroy you. And so that's why democracy seems to, a belief in democracy seems to be associated uh, with, uh, with, with intelligence. Um, similarly, the ability to rise above your feelings. I mean, everybody is partial. Everybody in Parliament is partial to their political party. But the ability to rise above your, your feelings, to have the effortful control, to rise above uh, what, your, what your instincts are telling you to do, which is to support your party and have the honourable, you know, view of, of, of being impartial. This is very difficult, and this takes the kind of control that is associated uh, with uh, with intelligence. Um, and also, this, this this requires trust as well. It means that you, you have to act in the interests of, you know, impartiality, not your side. And so, this requires that you fundamentally trust the other side. Now, as all of this breaks down, we would expect. Uh, trust to collapse, to collapse in the UK and to collapse in Parliament. And I think this is what we are seeing. And therefore, they are unable to um, elect a speaker who is not partial and who is not corrupt. And this is what we have seen with three uh, speakers in a row. The other thing that makes it worse, according to Robert Putnam's research, is a multicultural society. Uh, this means that uh, trust collapses uh, between, there's, there's limited trust between uh, the ethnic minorities and the majority. Are you ready for the future of the West? <laughs>